Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome into the Online Enquirer podcast. Welcome into our live YouTube listeners. Welcome if you're listening on the podcast later on. But everyone wants to talk about what just happened at Memorial Stadium because that was a whirlwind. That was a classic of a game. Feels like we've gotten a couple of those in the last couple of weeks. Uh, four of them in a row uh, that, that really come down to the final plays. But three of them, Illinois has won because they find a way to beat Indiana. Was this a Pac-12 game? Uh, in the Big Ten, Illinois, Indiana looking like Washington State against Oregon State or something like that. As Illinois wins 48 to 45, a historic performance from one John Paddock. The legend of John Paddock continues, Joey Wagner. 507 yards, four touchdowns from John Paddock. Are we believers now? Uh, it's amazing what he has been able to do. Isaiah Williams, 200 yards, two touchdowns. Reggie Love. Filling in for Caden Fagan, who got banged up in this one, 140 yards, two touchdowns. Casey Washington, career high, 99 yards, and his first career receiving touchdown. Pat Bryant, before he left the game, hit 131 yards, I believe, in the first half. Uh, but the defense really struggled. The special teams really struggled. But John Paddock and the offense get this done with more than 662 yards. And, Joy, I keep coming back to, wow, Illinois is 5-5. Five and five. They have a real chance to make a bowl game. What resilience. But if you come back to, can you imagine if Illinois would have lost that game with John Paddock playing the way he did? They had more than 200 more yards than Indiana, but still had to win in overtime to get the victory. But they get the victory. Go, Joe. Yeah, it got pretty hairy down the stretch, didn't it? Um, you know, it, honestly, after Indiana goes down in pretty effortless fashion, scores that touchdown, gets the two point. Come on, man. Like you and I were standing on the sideline and. Like, boy, everybody in here probably thinks they're going to lose this game because they've lost that game a million times. Like, that, that's the game they've lost forever. The defense had – it's a really good possession on that final drive, Indiana drive in overtime that led to the field. Well, then John Paddock did John Paddock things. And like, we can't talk enough about him because – I said it to you before the game. Last week was so perfect. Right. It was so perfect for this kid to come in, this guy, he's, he's a grown adult at this point, to come in and have that moment 
and thought that could like maybe Luke Altmaier's healthy. You don't need another moment. And then when it, you know, Brett Bielma said it became clear midway through the week about what you and I had thought that Luke Altmaier wasn't going to be able to go. Like that had some pretty real crash landing potential for John Paddock. Like, okay. Because like, it felt like lightning in a bottle. Like, that's right. He exactly did over what the it, entire game. Yeah. And then he did better. <laughs> he did. Like he he's very confident out there. Those guys believe in his confidence, the way he exudes himself. And he tried, like, I, I thought about this a little bit with Mac Rossetti, for now I'm thinking about it a little bit with um, John Paddock. Like, pulls the trigger. Like, if he sees, he goes, and he's very, he, he trusts what he sees. He, he goes through his progression. It's not to, not to say he's erratic, but when he sees it, he goes. Like, he doesn't overthink it. And goodness gracious, man, like, they were down 27-12, and you thought, oh, my gosh. And then boom, 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 boom. And what a performance. Like, you can't script it better than the last seven days have been for John Paddock. There, there are few singular performances I will remember as much as this John Paddock performance. And after the game, seeing him get dapped up by all his teammates, they're in awe of what this guy just did. And it's a Ball State transfer who's a walk preferred walk-on who had never started a game at the Power 5 level. And what he's done. No, is, he's, did he start oh, at Tennessee? No, but I'm just saying he never started for a power five team. Okay. Oh, like, sure, sure, never sure. Started yeah, for, yeah. And that is what he does. Tony Eason never threw for 507 yards. Nathan Shilash never threw for 507 yards. Jeff George never threw for 507 yards. All these guys, Kirk Kittner, right? Like all these greats, Juice Williams, they've never done that. And, and listen, I know Indiana's secondary versus Illinois secondary. Who was worse today? Like we can have that conversation. They were both awful. But John Paddock, the way he was poised throughout that game and just delivered time after time, and you keep saying it, there's there's a belief that this team has in him that we will get to gives Brett Bielma a really interesting decision that I talked to him about, a good problem to have. But the last five quarters or, what is it, 62 minutes plus overtime, of what John Paddock did and to cap it with one of his most impressive plays yet to avoid what should have been a sack. The offensive line was phenomenal today. He got pressured on that one, makes a play out of nothing, hits Isaiah Williams, who is a superstar at this level at wide receiver. Um, and that's game like that. It felt like, as you said, Illinois, how does this end? They find a way to lose this game. They didn't. That's a kudos to Brett Bielman and his staff. And it's credit to John Paddock, all these players, unbelievable performance to be able to get a victory when it felt like this was all going downhill again in, in the final five minutes in overtime. Yeah, and Illinois played, I mean, the 662 yards of offense. Indiana had 451. There was a point in the fourth quarter. Illinois had 300 more yards of offense yes. than Indiana, and it was an eight-point game. It's like, oh, no, they're, they're going to they're gonna blow this. And it's a testament to, really to John Paddock and that offense for finding answers Time over. This is a crazy stat, Jeremy. So John Paddock completed 24 passes today. 19 of those passes were called big plays. So 15 plus yards. 19 of his 24 passes. That is ridiculous. And those Illinois were we, we've seen like dink and dunks, right? Like no, those were a lot of those were already 10 or 11 in the air. Pat Bryant had a lot of yak, but those were air yardage. Like that was that that is a, a mind blowing stat. Illinois averaged 21.1 yards per completion. Oh, God. I mean, Indiana averaged 13 yards per completion. I'm like, that, that's bad. That's a bad defensive performance. Illinois averaged 21. I, it was, I, 
the way he's able to get rid of the ball so quickly, he diagnoses so quickly and so accurately. He makes great decisions. The teammates talk about how he knows what the defense is doing. He knows the coverage they're in before the play, and he he diagnoses it so quick, gets the ball out quick. And to be honest with you, his arm strength's been better than I thought it would be. Like, like when we saw training camp, we saw against Penn State and Purdue, it, it wasn't that great, and, and it didn't start off great. I mean, the fir- first drive, he had two incompletions. One of them looked like it could have been an interception. Like, it didn't start off great. Got hit on that throw uh, and threw the interception that really dug Illinois a big hole there. But, uh, man, just his command and his poise um, is is just legendary, what he's done the last two weeks. Can we just – he hilariously said after the game, like, yeah, sometimes it, take, it takes me a drive to really get going. I was like, a week ago it didn't. <laughs> Took it through. He goes, ah, what are you going to do? But – he just – he said, he goes, I could have thrown for two yards. He goes, I know it sounds cliche, but I don't care. Like, we won this game. And that that truly feels – feels a little bit – you know, I'm looking at State Farm Center out the window. It kind of feels a little bit like Quincy Garrier last night, where it's like yeah. been around for a while, man. Uh, just – obviously, John Paddock's connection to this university is entirely different. But yeah. it kind of feels like just figure it out. Like, this isn't uh, – Hey, I got to get mine. It's just freaking, and which I'm not trying to suggest that that's the mindset for Luke Altmaier at all. But like John Paddock is, he does he does not care, man. He he does yeah. not care. Just go out there and, and Luke Pat, Luke Altmaier said very similar. But it's an old guy. He's an old guy that's got command of this. He's seen a lot of defenses. It probably is the best quarterback performance I've seen in the Illinois uniform. And he, I did not I did not expect John Paddock to have that. Uh, John Paddock probably did not expect John Paddock <laughs> to have that. If we're, if we're being truthful, he. He's got the most passing yards at Memorial Stadium in a single game. And so at some point, you know, it's just so raw after a game. At some point, he and his family are going to talk about what they, what his his grandfather, his uncle, his great-grandfather have done here and realize that he's got that. Dude, that is that, – that's really, really cool. Um, Good tease, Joey, because I got a story coming out about that. What? That's <laughs> yeah. stunning to hear. Uh, this, kid, this kid has been raised to be cool under pressure. He's been raised – uh, by his family, by his grandfather, to be ready for these moments. And boy, is he ready for these moments. We'll talk more about this. We'll talk about the quarterback situation moving forward. I asked Brett Bielma about it. Uh, we'll get to that here coming up. we got to talk about some other great performances and uh, the negatives uh, on the other sides of the ball. We'll get to that. But Brett Bielma, here's what he had to say right after the game. Obviously excited to get out of here with a W. Um, you know, good credit to Indiana, hard-fought game. I showed the guys last night, really, since they had their bye week. Um, uh, they made some changes on the coaching staff, and, and really, uh, I think their first game was against Michigan, and, and uh, they were up early on them. Uh, then uh, came back and had a Penn State game and made it a four-quarter game, and then obviously the win over uh, Wisconsin last week. So I, I thought coming in, we knew we were going to have a test on our hands, and our guys kept being perseverance, you know, battling back. Um, I give a lot of credit to uh, you know the guys that made plays in the end, what needed to happen. Obviously, defense. Tail of two halves, uh, and then kind of at the end fell apart. But um, you know we lost some key personnel, and the guys stepped up to the challenge, made their biggest stop defensively in overtime there to force that uh, third down stop, and then uh, you know kicked a field goal. And then I, I tell you, John uh, Paddock, uh, I'm blown away that he obviously uh, uh, most yards in Memorial history for an Illinois quarterback, just a great indicator. And I've always said this, right? Like. Long before today, the greatest quarterbacks I've been around are the guys that can make many plays or make plays of nothing, right? And uh, that last play, it kind of broke down. They brought some pressure. 
He flushed out to his right. Isaiah adjusted and went cross country on that route over there into the boundary. And they could see him convert it and make it be the game when he touched down. It was just awesome. So a lot of really good things. Casey Washington uh, got his first touchdown today. I can't believe that. This kid has absolutely been lights out. He's kind of been the uh, unwritten MVP, in my opinion, uh, all year offensively. He's just made big play after big play. Zy Chrysler came back after rolling up his ankle. Uh, Caden Fagan went back in after uh, getting banged up. Um, don't know exactly where he is. So, you know, a lot of guys persevered and came through. It's the end of the year in the Big Ten, and we'll see where we go. Yep, and we get to watch the Big Ten West race now with Illinois winning three of four. They improved to three and four uh, in the Big Ten, and uh, they are in this. We'll see what uh, happens with Iowa and Rutgers. Iowa up six to nothing in the third quarter there. But if you beat Iowa next week, you have a chance. Uh, that, that's got to happen. Uh, we can talk about what happens happen after that, but you have to beat Iowa to be able to do that. But, Joey, uh, a lot of resilience from this team, right? This could have faded. Isaiah Williams mentioned it. You know, teams could have quit. They could have moved on, thought about next season. This team hasn't done that. Uh, so no matter what, whether it was in-game, these last couple games against Minnesota, the comeback victory, Indiana, you were down three in overtime. You had to come back and win. You had to come back against Toledo and win. You had to go and drive the, the final drive against Maryland and win. Like, this team has a resilience that, that you got to appreciate. I asked Casey Washington about that. You're, you're down 27-12 at home to a not very good Indiana team. You were two and five at one point. Is that right? Am I remembering that? Two and two five on what? The season? Two and five, four. yeah. Two and four. You're two and four. And I asked Casey Washington the same thing I asked Isaiah Williams. And, and he said, he said, you know, pardon my language. He goes, you got a group of guys who have been through some shit. You, you kind of find a way to get through this. I think that they've kind of, and I think a lot of it starts with Brett Bielma and this coaching staff, and they kind of just absorb that mindset of whatever, right? Like, I, I there's a lot of coach speak to what Brett Bielma says because he's a coach, and, and, like, that's the message. But, like, it, it does – I thought the same thing last year. It does get regurgitated, that that coach speak that he has. And, like, it feels like in an authentic way it gets regurgitated back. And, like, those guys are all in on what Brett Bielma's selling them. And saying this whole season, this game, this season, like, that's – this could have gone a lot different ways, a lot of different ways. They figured it out, and it's not been perfect, right? Like, no one's going to say this has been a perfect season. But they're win from bowl eligibility. The West is still hanging around to take. Um, if they can, they can swing it. Just You wouldn't have thought this a month ago, Jeremy. Yeah. All right. Isaiah Williams is a superstar. 200 yards, nine receptions today. He and John Paddock have a connection uh, that is unbelievable right now. They are targeting him early and often. He is now up to, I believe, 893. Yeah, 893 yards on the season, uh, just behind Marvin Harrison, leads the Big Ten of receptions. I think he sewed up first team All Big Ten today. Uh, so kudos to him. Pat Bryant only played like a half, right? Uh, got injured in that third quarter, left the game. Don't know what that injury is. This is one of his best performances. The yak he was getting, the yards after catch, that was one of his biggest issues. Didn't have to go up and get one like in a one-on-one -on -one battle, but boy, he's really good on those slants, big physical target, and the ability to get yards after catch. And Casey Washington with a career best performance. Joey was just one yard away, one yard away from 100. That would have been three Illinois wide receivers with 100 yards. That's only happened one other time. It was when Dave Wilson threw for 621 yards back in 1980. So phenomenal performances by the wide receivers. You see why those guys play all the time. And shout out to Ashton Hollins. Three catches, Absolutely. 46 yards when uh, on three targets. Uh, when Pat Bryant went out, Ashton Hollins just picked up that baton and, and played extremely well. And then Reggie Love. Caden Fagan goes out. You're like, oh, how's this rushing attack going to go? Just fine. 440 yards, two touchdowns. Fagan did come back in the game. 
Uh, so they'll see. Brett Bielma said he was clear he, to come back. He, he left after that run. He left in some pretty, from from our view of yeah. the press box, some pretty excruciating pain. Yeah, so we'll see. I mean, that's a, that's a big injury for Illinois. We'll find out uh, probably on Monday the severity of that. But uh, Reggie Love comes in healthy, and boy, he showed a burst. 37-yard touchdown run. Uh, was really good today. But Isaac Ambrose asked us, who, who's the unsung hero of this game? For me, it's the offensive line. Uh, phenomenal protection today for most of the game. And the running lanes Reggie Love had were, were really, really good. So that offensive line's taking some arrows. They were really good today. Yeah, they were. They, they have been, right? Like you've seen this line progressively get healthier, and it's not what they envisioned in, in training camp. They, they flipped. They, they flipped. We've talked about this at length, Isaiah Adams and Zy Chrysler, and they've gone through some growing pains, and they've gone through some, some unhealthy stretches there. But you're starting to see them gel. It's paved the way for Caden Fagan and now – for Reggie Love, that's a good one. I mean, I to me, and it's because I'm spoiler alert writing about Casey Washington, but kind of an unsung guy. He has been for a while, and that touchdown that was a big one, man. His first career receiving touchdown, he, he had to fight like hell to get in there. It's a big that, that was a big moment for him, it's a big moment for this offense. Would this surprise people? Illinois has two of the top 10 receiving yards guys in the Big Ten with Williams and Bryant, Bryant up to 515 on the year. Casey Washington is number 20 with 394 yards. Look at this Barry Loney offense finding its groove a little bit. Can we talk about that? Barry Loney, this is a phenomenal performance. For, I mean, prepping your quarterback, getting him ready, attacking what needed to be attacked. Listen, six games in, we we're wondering, is this guy going to be here next year? And this is the like this is really good, what they've been doing. Three, four straight games or 20-plus yards. They've played well enough to win, I think, for the most part in the last four games. Um, so, so kudos to Barry Lonnie. I, I think he's kind of found his his groove here. Yeah, it's, you see, like, they're staying ahead of the chains, which has been huge. And I think a lot of it comes back when they can run the ball, Barry can get in his bag a little bit. And I thought he was today at some good play calls, even being down Caden Fagan. And look, I mean, the Nebraska game, Brett Bielema is in there hammering the, the podium. He's frustrated. I, I don't know that it was solely directed at, at the offense and Barry Lunny. It was probably a collective frustration, but it was kind of wondered, like, oh, my gosh, what's what's going on here? And the, the offense has come out of that and has played really, really well. And I, I don't want to sound like a broken heart. I do believe running the ball is so yeah. much of it and that ability to do that and do it. And that's – you know, Caden Fagan got a lot of deserved credit for that because he's been pretty good these last few games. But you, you saw Reggie Love go in there, and you're right. And it probably comes back to the unsung hero of this game is the offensive line and that ability to to move. They, they were moving people today. thought the defensive line played pretty well today. The pressure wasn't consistent, but Johnny Newton got a sack. Dylan Rosiak made some big plays, especially in overtime. He had a sack. Um, Gabe Ackes had a man, man sack. Like, just ran over somebody for that sack. Um, but, boy, Joey, this secondary got diced. Bad. They, Bad. they got crushed today. Uh, and that's, that's a huge concern moving forward. Taz Nicholson had well, Maybe not next week. That's true. I guess you got <laughs> Iowa. You got a bounce back <laughs> performance for the defense. I mean, Clayton Bush did make some plays. Macrosetich, first career interception. That was the kind of interception I've been waiting uh, for this defense to make. Go make a play on the ball. He showed the speed and the range to get there. But Donovan McCauley looked like Marvin Harrison Jr. out there. He's a good player, but he was just – those guys were too small on him. Taz Nicholson had a terrible performance, the spit um, to get ejected from the game. 
it's bad, man. Uh, Xavier Scott got moved out there. Taz got moved into nickel, and, and Xavier Scott battled, but obviously McCauley was too much for them. Basically, Indiana, just, if they would have done that more, felt like they could have came away with a win if they kept going to McCauley. Uh, but even when they went elsewhere late in that fourth quarter, Illinois just got uh, crushed in, in that secondary. So that, that's a huge concern. Like that, That's a position you need to develop. Zach Toby, Sabor Kareem, some of these younger guys a little bit more. Xavier Scott, I think he's had a good season. Um, did have two pass breakups and nine tackles today, but uh, that that was that was ugly for Aaron Henry's crew. It was really bad, and you, you saw a little bit of that last week with, with broken coverages there in that first half. That they, they rebounded, but I mean, when they went over to McCauley, it was a catch for ten yards, or it was a flag for fifteen. And he yep. drew. I'd have to go back and look at how many pass interference calls he drew, but it was bad, and it felt like they just Illinois should have won this game by 14 points the, the way that they they move the ball offensively you got to get it figured Illinois out had, Illinois had five pass interference calls and let's see three four four were on coverage of Donovan McCauley yeah that's like you can't have that you, you can't I don't know um but here's the thing like I don't mean to be the downer here but like what are your answers back there you tried to go with Zach Toby who's longer you're seeing him go through some growing pains there Taz Nicholson I thought until today had had a he bounced back after a ton of penalties early he bounced back and I thought he'd been playing pretty well and today was just a, a bad game and Brad Bielema says Taz Nicholson told him this got a he said she said about spitting uh but he was kicked out of the game for spitting that's a bad look it's a bad look whether he if he did it it's, it's much worse but regardless like and he's Still getting around like ten. He's getting around ten penalties for the game for the year. That's way too many. Way yeah, many. I did. I, I thought, and we'll talk to Mac Rusedich this week. That was interesting, Jeremy. Mac Rusedich going back to that deep safety, deep safety spot. Uh, it, some packages. Miles Scott came back in late, but that is you. You've, Mac Rusedich has been a name you've heard here and there all season, and you know a lot of it really manifested on special teams. We hadn't seen a lot of it. On you know on the defensive side, but to see that start to happen, I wonder if that's something Illinois tries to unlock a little yeah. bit more moving forward. I thought another interesting development in the secondary solo Turner into that up. dime package. So they're, I, I was not trying to make anyone feel better. They're trying things. It's not working. Like yeah. it's it's not working. It worked in the second half last week at Minnesota, but got to figure that out. Probably not by next week, but at some point, like you got to figure well, that out. And they did man, they did zone. Like so, I, I I do think Aaron Henry tried a lot of stuff, but uh, they just had issues all over the field there. All right, we're gonna get to the big topic. People are already talking about who starts a quarterback at Iowa. We'll get to that. We'll get to your questions. We'll take your super chats as well. We appreciate it. But first, let's hear from one of our great sponsors. Let's talk about home field apparel since the start of the season. There are a lot of collegiate apparel brands out there, but we wanted to partner with Home Field because their designs are the best out there. Some of Illini Enquirer's favorites are the Basketball Ringer Tee, the Rose Tee, and the 1980s Long Sleeve with the Script Illini. It's great. Be sure to check out homefieldapparel.com, filter by Illinois, and see what we're talking about. And our listeners get an exclusive deal using code Illini23. 
Using that code Illini23 gets you 15% off your first order. We all know you're wearing Illini gear, so if you're in need of a refresh, we really think that you should check out Home Field Apparel, which has the best designs, and these shirts, guys, are really comfortable. Their designs are super unique, and a lot of thought goes into each concept. There's really nothing else on the market like what Home Field is doing. You can find them at homefieldapparel.com and use code Illini23 for 15% off your first order at homefieldapparel.com. This episode of the Illini Enquirer podcast is presented by Underdog Sports. We see a lot of you are downloading Underdog Sports, using the promo code, and having fun, which we love to see. If you haven't already checked out Underdog Sports, be sure to do so. It's super easy to use. You go on the app, go pick whether favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total than what is listed. For example, Travis Kelsey, he's very popular these days. If his number is set at 50 receiving yards, and you know Taylor Swift is in the house, you may feel confident he's going to go way higher than the number. Do that with two to five different players and you're in business if you go five for five you can 20x your money so sign up today with promo code Illini and get your first deposit doubled up to $100 visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store and don't forget to register with promo code Illini to get your first deposit doubled up to $100 there are a lot of fantasy companies out there but we decided to partner with underdog because it's the easiest place to play fantasy sports it's also the fastest growing fantasy app in the industry you must be 18 or older and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-522-4700 or visit www.ncpgambling.org. All right, let's get to uh, some of the chats and uh, we will address the big topic. I know everybody wants to address here very shortly, but uh, Fedigator, thanks for the super chat, 499. The ugly, we don't finish teams and put them away. I would agree with that. The bad penalties. 14 for 139. Reared their ugly heads again here, Joey. Spitting, that's never good. And the secondary, uh, obviously we talked on those. The great, the paddock legend lives on. Ride the hot hand. All right, I will give my thoughts. But first, I asked Brett Bioma about the quarterback situation, how he handles it moving forward. Really well. Yeah. And then you have John do what he does. Quarterback no, I'm just saying, this is, seems like a good problem to have. How do you yeah. approach it? Yeah, forward? it's a great question. Um, I, I literally, during the course of this week, well, first off, Luke, full transparency, we thought he was going to get cleared, right? But it just, uh, on Tuesday or Wednesday, he was mathematically eliminated from being in the game. Um, and uh, But he now has passed that test, so he'll probably be involved from, from Tuesday forward. But uh, I, obviously, we'll discuss this staff, but John's done a lot of really good things and putting himself in this position. And uh, the good news is, you got two quarterbacks. And I, to be quite honest, Donovan Leary, in the last month, has been as good as he ever has been in our program. So, um, kind of excited about a guy we've got recruited to. So, uh, there's a lot of fun things coming. I think it's exciting for me right now to be the head coach here, knowing knowing what we have, but more importantly, what's to come. So you didn't really answer the question, but it's a real question, and it's it's a great problem to have. Joey, it it's, reminds me of West Lent Rally O'Toole. I came into this game thinking, hey, John Paddock, manage the game, do what you can. How can you not be impressed with what he did? I think Brett Bielma's got a really hard decision this week. And the reason I think this is because I'm all about Luke Altmaier. I think he's played extremely well. He is your quarterback of the future. You don't want to lose confidence with him at any point. But this team believes in John Paddock. So I would have a really hard time taking John Paddock off the field right now. And I understand everything that can come with that. Like for Luke Altmaier, he didn't do anything to lose this job and he's done nothing wrong. But John Paddock, like this team is just on a, on a roll 
and I don't know if you want to take that hot hand out. I think John Paddock would handle being uh, you know, the, the backup again really, really well. I just think he's wired that way. Uh, how does Luke Altmaier handle that? That's that's where Brett Bielema and, and these guys have to figure it out. So I don't know where they go, Joey, but I would have a really hard time not playing John Paddock right now just because I see the look, and, and we see what these players and hear what these players are saying about him. Like It reminds me of how the Illinois players talked about Riley O'Toole at the end of 2014. They just believed that guy was going to win football games for him, and how can you not? Yeah, this is a – it's a good, tough decision for Brett Bielema to face because you feel like you have two guys who can go out there and win you games. But it's tough because, I mean, there's you got one guy, John Paddock, who's probably got, let's assume the West doesn't open as wide as we think it's going to open. Three more games left, uh, you know, assuming they get one more of these next two and get to a bowl game, which is obviously no gimme. You got two more years of Luke Altmeyer, and he's a guy, man. Like that, that's the thing. Like, this isn't just in a vacuum, right? Like, there's you have to look at, and, and Luke Altmeyer's been down this road before at Ole Miss, or at, yeah, at Ole Miss, where he's been in those jobs. You got the, the bottom line, you got a guy who threw for 507 yards in the football game. You got a guy who's won you two games, saved your season. He saved your season. Everyone's seen it. Yeah, but you could also say the Luke Altmeyer, the last time he was on the field. Especially in that first half against Minnesota it. was awful. Like that, I agree with you. Like I, we were laughing. I'm not off. answering this because I don't no. know. I don't. We were know. laughing off, and Paul is right. We were laughing off quarterback, and we we're just saying, "Hey, we don't need to have a controversy." And I, that was what I thought. And I think the staff felt the same way. It's like, no, if Luke is healthy, he's going to play. He's earned that, and I agree. He's played really well. You have two good. Do you have the two best quarterbacks in the Big Ten West right now? Oh my god. Um, <laughs> I'd have to look and see what Hudson Card's doing because I think he's he's yeah, turning up Minneapolis. Um, but. That's a great problem, but like it is a problem. Like, how do you handle this? I, I don't know the right way, but I just know what I see out of those players and the belief they have in John Paddock right now. So, yes, Paul, who weighed in with you guys yeah. are laughing this off quarterback controversy. Brett Bielma kind of laughed it off, but I think he acknowledged, like, yes, this is important and how they handle this is going to be important. Do you start Luke Altmaier and have a short leash, but then if you pull him against a really good Iowa defense, like, this Iowa defense is a that's win. that is to me the wild card in this conversation. Is you're going into a very unique elite Iowa defense. Like that is that's the X factor in all of this as you try to figure this out. Because that that's not you're not playing Indiana minute. Like Iowa's unique. Brett, you almost talked about that. Mm-hmm. He said, "Oh, they played Iowa. We can't look at that. Like the, the the way they do defense. I don't remember which game it was earlier in the season, but remember this? We watched them against Purdue, not against Iowa. So it's." That compounds the entire issue, in my opinion, because Iowa's so different and so, so freaking good at what they do defensively. Yeah, like I, I just – I would roll with him. And I got to figure out how to get that – got to have those real conversations with Luke and be like, dude, you did nothing to lose this. But we just we just have to ride this guy right now. I believe in Luke Altmaier. I really do. But I just – what you've seen the last two games is now real. Like it, it, it is real what he has brought. He has brought a spark to this team. Listen, I, I thought back then when West Lunt lost the job to Riley O'Toole, like it's hard to bench West Lunt. And West Lunt came back and started two more years. Uh, West was able to handle that because if you're all about the team, right? Like we talk about all these guys, are they all about the team? Like if you want to win games, can't argue right now that John Paddock is helping you win games at, at a high level. So helping. Yeah, today, today was wild. Yeah, leading. Uh, Paddock needs to be put on scholarship. I don't think they have room for scholarship. What are the NIL deals John Paddock gets out of this? Let's start filling those coffers, man. Like, how much has John Paddock been worth the Illinois football the last two Saturdays? 
Yeah, what? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. I don't. Hundreds of thousands of dollars for sure, maybe millions. <laughs> hey, John Paddock, leading that win at Minnesota. This place was rocking today, as good as I've seen it in a while. Fifty-three thousand people, and it seemed like there was fifty. There were forty-five. At least got through the turnstiles. It was rocking, and I the win at Minneapolis. It went at Minnesota. Didn't hurt that, right? Like that didn't hurt the desire to come out for this. Yeah. Um, man, I, I still just can't get over that performance. Update on injury to Fagan. Joe, you saw him walk off the second time after he fumbled at the goal line. Uh, by the way, when they put him in for, Re- for Reggie, um, he didn't look too good after that. No, he didn't. He 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 was. And some pretty, from our vantage point, some pretty considerable pain. Uh, I didn't really know that he was going to go back in. He went in on that fourth and one. He was lined up as a fullback. I thought he was a decoy. I still think he was a decoy yeah. to get a great play call, by the way. Barry Lunny. Um, but I was surprised, to be honest with you, to see him down in that situation. Brett Bielema said he was cleared. That it's running back room. We'll, we'll yeah. see. We'll, we'll obviously ask Brett Bielema on Monday. I do not know how much. Like, let's just get in front of. It. Like, I don't know how much it benefits Brett Bielma to fully share with us. Yeah. Um, it sucks. I, I wish, he, but like, I, I understand the gamesmanship of it all. Well, the only thing I think of is like, you know, he was cleared to play. It reminded me of Matthew Bailey, how he was cleared to play oh, with a shoulder injury, yeah. came back in, re-aggravated, and then he was out for the rest of the game. It reminds me. That I don't know if it's the same injury, but that's kind of what it reminded me of. He was in the medical camp for twenty-seven minutes immediately. That I mean. Uh, gluing them together, and I think they're probably getting a. It looked like a shoulder thing, so probably getting a brace on there. Ben asked, "Did anyone else notice John Paddock looking like he was limping a little in the last couple of sets of downs? When we got down to the field, he got nicked up a little bit. Battled through it, man, uh, and, and to avoid that pressure. And Isaiah and him just kind of played some backyard ball. Isaiah broke down the play in our post game. Oh, watch the video. Watch the video. Enjoy Johnny Newton basically telling him to just stop. Yeah, which stop. also never stop." Isaiah Williams said, I'm probably saying too much. Never. No. You're never saying too much. He's the best quote on this team. He, he really, like, it was such a fun breakdown to hear him listen to that play. I, I would really encourage people before Johnny yeah. Uh, interrupts. Yeah, interrupt. It was really a fascinating breakdown from him. Yeah. Uh, Patrick, what has happened to Malik Elsie? Did I miss something? He played today. He, he came in and played. Uh, Ashton Hollins is ahead of him on the depth chart, and you see why. Three catches for 46 yards. And how are we. Uh, Patrick, I get it. It's Malik Ellis. He's a four-star prospect. We see what Caden Fagan's doing. Wide receiver was unbelievable today. The, the guys they played at wide receiver were fantastic. Like, are you going to take out Patrick Bryant or Ashton Hollins or Casey Washington? Like, those guys combined for 200, 300 yards, 300 yards almost, those three guys. Like, you're not taking those guys off the field. No, look, I'd encourage you to go to the website. Jeremy caught up with George McDonald. We, we talked about a lot of this. Nothing's happened to Malik Elzies. He happens to be a freshman with, with a lot got of here veterans. in June. Yeah, with a lot of veterans. In front. I get it. Like, I, I'll be honest. Like, you and I thought he was going to play a lot more this season than we've seen of him. Yeah. Like, we did. We, we, did we certainly did. Yeah, and that's, that's not how it's played out. But that there are ebbs and flows when you're a freshman and you're coming in and you're trying to learn. And right now, this is like – you got to get win. Like you got to win. You, you got to get wins. If Casey Washington were not on this team, if Pat Bryant were not on this team, Malik Ellis would be playing a lot. But you're a better team because you have Casey Washington and Pat Bryant on the team. You don't have to rely on a true freshman. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Smitty, is man the wrong scheme fit for this personnel? Will Finellis Henry make an adjustment? They played both. They did. And look, I mean, we said the same thing, the opposite, I guess, a couple weeks ago. It's like, oh, boy, zone wasn't good. I, I, yeah. It They're wasn't not very good, good in zone. <laughs> no, and, and man wasn't very good today. It's, yeah. I don't know. I mean, you got to mix it up, change the picture, whatever it comes back to. But I still think this is a team that plays better in man coverage. Yeah. to zone coverage. It just wasn't today. Yeah, you just had a six foot five receiver that just owned uh Illinois. And then this was uh there's a referee crew that was consistently calling it, at least in my opinion. Um they were consistently calling pass interference. Casey Washington drew one of them. Like they if you got handsy and Illinois is handsy. Isaiah Williams drew one. Yeah, they they are a really handsy team. Like and I think we saw that last year. Devin Witherspoon had a lot of pass interferences that probably weren't called, but he's like he's also dominant. Like that, that's just kind of the way they get into people. Um, but yeah, it's, they got to get better. They, they just got to get better. And it's why they're trying to get longer, Joey. It's why they're recruiting Sabor Kareem and Zach Toby and all of these long DBs is so that they can compete against the Donovan McCulley's of the world because they are really small. Tyler Shrain is small. Xavier Scott's under six foot. Taz Nicholson's 5'10", 5'11", right? Like these are small DBs. They need to get longer. They do, and you you help those guys out by getting home more up front. Yeah. And didn't see it. Johnny Newton had had his moments. I thought Keith Randolph was good today. You didn't see. I mean, it flashes, but like you you need consistently to get up there and, and make those passes hard. And it didn't happen. It didn't happen. We'll ask Aaron Henry about it on Monday. What happened with with some of those plays? Uh, I get it. Like someone said, the penalties. Yeah, penalties. Yeah, so they were they were brutal. Yeah, just absolute uh, killers at times for this team. All right, I gotta, I gotta share the the Big Ten standings right now. Uh, the Big Ten West, boy, I'm gonna miss you. I just looked up and Rutgers quarterback is running backwards for I would say seven yards trying to get the ball. I do not believe Iowa is gonna be losing this game. I do not believe Iowa is gonna lose the Big Ten West. Twelve nothing. Uh, yeah. Iowa's up. So what needs to happen with Minnesota getting trounced, right, still, by by Purdue, Wisconsin getting trounced by Northwestern. Um, Northwestern's not an easy win. (laughs) Guys, they are probably going to be fighting for a bowl game in that game uh, because it'll be 5-5 and today. I don't know who they have next week. But it's going to come down to Iowa. You have to beat Iowa next week, and then you have to beat Northwestern, and Iowa needs to lose to Nebraska, which Nebraska – is capable of beating Iowa as long as you can score 10, 13 points, which is not easy against Iowa. But that's it. Illinois needs a win, too. And they need Iowa to, to lose, too, after they're going to beat Rutgers today. That's what it comes down to. Pretty easy. Yeah. Someone says the Wisconsin win. The Wisconsin loss looks worse every week. Hey, so does Nebraska. That's the one. That's the one for me that I 
Listen, Purdue, I, I know the second half got away from you, but for me it was just not even showing up for that Nebraska game, not even giving yourself a chance against a team that I don't think is very good. I know they're five and five now fighting for a bowl game, but I, I just a team that can't throw the ball and you just gave yourself no chance to win. Uh, that's But, yes, th- those are all regrettable, all regrettable. But you've also found a way to win against Maryland's a bowl team, right? Um, Minnesota's probably going to be a bowl team. They're going to fall to five and five, so that's, that's in doubt. I think with Iowa and Wisconsin left, so we'll see. Uh, and then you're able to beat an Indiana team that has, has played better football the last couple of weeks. Um, they're, they're playing far better, uh, so, so kudos to them. Yeah, that, you know, look, you can go back a year ago, right? You can go back to, like, when you're in the hunt for these things, like there are one or two, or in this case, as Brandon points out, three, that sting and bite, and as we saw, in the, especially that first half of the season. Uh, I do want to bring up special teams. Bad today. Bad today. Um, I, I wrote it in my quick hits, but they had a muff punt by Isaiah Williams. Kudos to him for bouncing back yet again after a turnover. Uh, but that was a weird punt, kind of hung in the air, had some interesting rotation on it. Caleb Griffin misses an extra point that ended up being huge. Uh, Indiana missed one too, but ended up being huge. And Canary Wilcher returns one for a touchdown. It would have been the first since D'Angelo De- Bentley in 2013, Joey. I've been waiting to update that stat. And I think Canary Wilcher's got a real chance with his speed. Great blocking, except Tip Ryman uh, held. And it was an initial block, so it probably played a huge role in him being able to do that. But and then David Alano with his kickoffs has been off. Right, like just not getting it to the end zone. So, uh, special teams has been a strength throughout the season. I, it was a big key for me coming into this one, and it almost played a huge role in them losing. Yeah, someone says they've been terrible all year. I don't. That's not how I recall oh special teams playing. They've had terrible games, um, but I, I don't feel like they've been. Terrible. Today was bad, and you saw early on, like, oh man, this room, like that first kickoff. Canary Wilcher looked like he could have gotten a lot of yardage. He goes up the middle there. Um, you thought, oh, man, maybe this is going to be something, and it went very fast the other way. Fedigator, poetic justice for Illinois to somehow grab the Big Ten West title after last year's debacle. Yeah, if, if this was the team to win the West after what they've been through at 7-5, and 5-4 five, five and four in the Big Ten, what a way for the West to go out, Joey. It'd be a perfect way. I'm really going to have to pour one out for the Big Ten West Love the day it. after Thanksgiving. What a, what a fun experience, the two days after Thanksgiving. What a fun experience the Big Ten West has been. Big loss for Indiana, man. Like, oh, oh, had chances to win this one. Could have been four and six with a chance with Michigan State and Purdue still left on there. Tom Allen's got to win probably two more. They they can't. I I, I give them. They're they're fighting. They're fighting. They they they're still playing hard for their coach. But be interesting to see where they go from here. Now to think about the other side of this. Yeah, because their their secondary was worse than Illinois secondary. Believe it or not. Not <laughs> that was oh my gosh, goodness gracious, those, those secondaries were terrible. Yeah, all right. Anything else we want to hit on, Joey, before we get out of here? Uh, I think uh, Bobo is actually, as I've been kind of watching him, he's had some pretty good, like just big picture stats. I wanted to circle back to, and, and again, like let's remember this bar is low first time since 2000 to 2002 that the Illinois has had five or more wins three seasons in a row. That bar is so low. It's a very low bar, yes. But. But. <laughs> it's, it's happened. I don't know. I, it, it read better when I read it in my mind and not out loud. But you're seeing, you're seeing the trajectory. It's not as well, fast as people Let's talk, talk about right? it. Like these last, this last month has been huge for this program. 
And I know you blew the Wisconsin game at the end, but you also gave yourself a chance to win. This is the team we expected. This is the team I picked to finish third in the Big Ten West because I just figured they'd give themselves a chance to win, Joey, and be in a bunch of one-score games, win some, lose some. Some will be frustrating. They could beat Iowa, and they could lose to Northwestern, right? Like That's what I thought this team could be, and we've seen it. And that's what, again, makes the Nebraska game so frustrating, makes the Purdue game so frustrating, Kansas – but Kansas is a pretty good team. But they're finding a way to bounce back, and, and they're finding a way to potentially get themselves to a bowl game. Got to get one more, and these next two are not going to be easy. We'll see what the health of this team is. Um, but they're giving themselves a chance now. Like that, that was my biggest takeaway from last week. Just keep giving yourselves a chance to win, believe you can win, and they do. Uh, so, so kudos to this team. Kudos to the staff for turning this season around and giving us a meaningful – final two weeks of the season with you go to Iowa all of a sudden the Big Ten West is in your grasp then you get Northwestern at home and even if you lose to Iowa for a trophy game for a bowl game meaningful stakes for this program and, and that kind of hits at Bobo's point Brett Bielma has just made this team competitive they, they are competitive and they have been that over the last four games and that's why you're starting to see wins again like the fact that you know you got 12 Big Ten wins under Brett Bielma in three years that's a low bar, but that's the best since Blue Tepper, I think. That's 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 something. Yeah, I, you the, you wanted football to matter in November. Like basketball is going on across the street. Looks like they might might be something. Um, but you wanted you wanted football to matter in November, and it's it's mattering in November. And it's been a quick turnaround, relatively speaking. But man, it's you'll we'll see we'll see where it goes from here. But what yeah. what a turn. Yeah, TCR Brad. Thanks, Brad, for listening. All we've ever wanted to do is able to compete in every conference game. Looks like to me that's the reality. It has been during the last month, and it has been for most of the Brett Bielma era. They need to get better. They need to recruit better. You need to keep stacking talent and just give yourselves chance to, chances to win. And that's what's frustrating about Nebraska uh, and Purdue is you just kept getting in your own way, and you kept losing the game and not giving yourself a chance for the opponent to lose it or for you to, to go and take it at the very end. So uh, that has been the mark of a Brett Bielma team is consistently competitive. And if they do that the next two weeks, I think they'll get the win they need to get to a bowl game, which is very meaningful. It is very meaningful for this program to get those 15 extra practices, to sell to recruits, to sell to transfers, that we are a program that can compete, we can develop you, we can put you in the NFL, and we can win some games and have some fun in November. 100%. It's meaningful to sell to the fan base that a month ago thought this thing was going to be like every other breakthrough following a breakthrough year. And so if they can turn around and get back and, and give fans somewhere to travel, maybe it's Detroit, maybe it's Vegas. Maybe um, it's Arizona. Yeah, maybe it's Arizona. Like to, to give them that extra push. And then just from a development standpoint, like you can't like 15 extra practices are a big deal. They are a very, very big deal. We'll see. I mean, I, they put themselves in position, Jeremy, to, to go mm -hmm. out and they, they took care of the two in this final four that you thought, okay, they've, they've got to take care of those games. And it yeah. was, freaking wild ride in both of those games so they, they took care of it and we'll see what happens these next two uh shout out mark he said great work this weekend covering all the games grab a beer on your way out we will mark, i appreciate will mark. That. i might grab a a, a good few a good them. few we got some writing to i'm this is so like well. it's weird <laughs> <laughs> this time of year is is no, I, I mean it. Like the sleep is low. There's no days off. Like I'm asking my wife for forgiveness just because of how much we got to do. But 
to cover this, cover meaningful games, memorable games like this, and basketball with a top five team coming. Uh, we'd really do appreciate the sports. So, Mark, really appreciate the, the 1999 Super Chat. That's, that's awesome, man. Um, and, and we appreciate doing this, but it's also fun. Like, so as much work as this is, it doesn't feel like work when you get to, to cover stuff like this. So we appreciate everybody tuning in here, supporting us on the YouTube channel, supporting us on the podcast, and uh, most importantly, being VIP members. we got some good stuff coming for you. I, I'm really excited about my story on John Paddock. I'm excited for Joey's on Casey Washington. we got film to watch tomorrow. We'll have a notebook. With, because there were so many storylines about this, this, and it would have been so disappointing, Joey, just for me and you as – Listen, if Illinois wins, it doesn't affect us maybe as much as it affects the fans, but it would have affected how we would have written about this because we had these great stories of John Paddock, Casey Washington, Reggie Love. like Macrosetich. Macrosetich, Isaiah Williams. It's like, don't waste this with a loss where we've got to like talk about it. So I'm personally happy that we get to talk about these positive stories uh, that come out of this victory for Illinois. Yeah, look, it hit me last week in Minneapolis. You and I got an Uber back to our hotel, went and got – some dinner, we're sitting there, it's like, we're in Minneapolis, like, just traveling, watching and talking football, and people care enough about what we think to give us the time of day to either read us or to listen to us, just a huge deal. That's a really big deal. I know this can get, from time to time, like, a little chippy, a little testy, can, and there's imagine, a lot. Can you imagine this chat, if, if they would end up losing that I'm game? I'm seeing some comments, you would think they did. Um, <laughs> but, like, this is, this is the best job. It's the best job in the world. And just to have to, to talk to people about sports, dude, yeah. that is awesome. Yeah. So appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening. Give us a like on the way out of the live YouTube channel. If you would, subscribe to us. Hit that notifications bell. Appreciate all the support you guys are giving us. Uh, follow us on wherever you get your podcast as well. Rate us, review us. We appreciate that. Look at Storm. Let Joey Wagner tailgate the Northwestern game for a story and eat all the barbecue. Yes. I won't drink beer, but I would happily – I probably will need to eat to shake off what I would imagine is going to be a wild ride from Wednesday to Saturday for myself personally, Thanksgiving week with some friends in town. All right, we'll do it. Yes. Send me your tailgate spots. I'll come by. We appreciate that. And uh, everybody check us out uh, on the, on, on the website, because we're going to have some really good stuff for you coming up. Derek Piper's got more on hoops as well. It is a busy time of year. I appreciate all you guys. Have a great night. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you next time right here on the online choir podcast.